0: Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. We will be diving into tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. Welcome back to It's Simply Digital. You are listening to episode number 87, and boy, you are in for a treat. I have Dan Tire from HubSpot. Oh my gosh, what a great podcast. Dan is an authority on inbound marketing and sales. He's a speaker, a blog writer, a mentor, a coach, and an author. His book is called Inbound Organization, How to Build and Strengthen Your Company's Future Using Inbound Principles. And Dan certainly brings the energy. So let's get started. All right. Welcome, Dan. Thank you so much for joining me. What a special treat for me to have you on my podcast.
1: Boom! I'm super excited <laughs> to be here, Lisa, because uh, we've known each other for about a week,
0: right? right. <laughs> and uh,
1: it's been uh, super interesting, impactful, and has like uh, characteristics of what it's like to sell in 2020. So happy to um, talk with you, talk to your audience, and uh, explain a little bit about um, the Inbound Revolution.
0: So first of all, I want to say I'm a huge fan of HubSpot. I read a lot of the content that y'all put out on your blogs. I know you're a huge contributor to the blog post and to a lot of the white papers and downloads and ebooks. So amazing content. It's one of my favorite things to read. I love it. So Keep on doing the great work.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. I get all the credit. As a 15-year HubSpot employee, I get all of the credit. And uh, my uh-huh. contribution is uh, minuscule in relationship to the credit <laughs> that I uh, welcome. Uh, number one, right, the idea of inbound, which HubSpot pioneered in 2007, right. uh, means that um, you help rather than sell, right? And for the last 15 years, right, we've put in place programs including HubSpot Academy, including all of the HubSpot free um, products, including free software, training, support, all of these things designed to uh, teach organizations how to scale with this inbound philosophy. In fact, I wrote a book about it in 2018 called The Inbound Organization, right, with uh, Todd Hockenberry, the best co-author in the history of books, Right, and it's just a uh, it's just uh, a labor of love. Every day when I come to work at HubSpot, I got five jobs at HubSpot because four isn't enough. And because I've been around for so long, people sometimes ping me on LinkedIn, right? And sometimes right. it's a great conversation. Sometimes it doesn't start off a great conversation, but <laughs> the power person at the other side turns it into a great conversation, and I'm very happy to be here.
0: Well, and we could talk about how I reached out to you and it didn't really go over so well at the beginning. So we could share a little bit about that.
1: Okay, so <laughs> that was in the briefing sheet, but I'm right there with you, Lisa. Okay, so here's the story, right? Okay. And I think your um, listeners will understand this. How often have you um, been checking your social media, specifically LinkedIn, and somebody says, Dear Dan, right? And sends you something that isn't necessarily researched, or uh, nuanced, Uh, how often does that happen to you, Lisa? Uh,
0: All the time. (laughs) What do you feel like when somebody sends that to you? Um, That they didn't do their homework and look at my page. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm a little bifurcated
1: on this because, number one, I don't have any time to waste. But number two, I'm like, okay, maybe they just don't get it. Maybe they just don't understand. Right? So Lisa sent me a Dear Dan and some boilerplate information, and I'm like, okay. This lady, I think what I saw is you had a HubSpot certification or something like that. So I'm like, I'm not just going to defriend this lady. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to educate. And I sent a, a grumpy mail back to you. I'm like, Lisa, right? At the very least, spend 30 or 60 seconds on my LinkedIn, reference something that you see, and we can have a meaningful business conversation. And right? Lisa did not miss a beat. She's like, Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize what I was doing. That was horrible. And I instantly became a Lisa Williams fan. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's not that big a deal because you, in the second email that you sent, you're like, Oh, I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I appreciate that. What I should have done is say, I saw you graduated from Colgate university probably before I was born, or I see (laughs) that you uh, have been at upspot for a while or something like that. And that's a very important uh, message to all of your listeners, right? In the age of social media, right, the automation has to make you more human, not less. Right? Anybody Absolutely. sends me a boilerplate on, uh, ask me to connect. It's the worst. When somebody says, uh, you came up as a recommendation, I want to connect, and then sends me some stupid email without any indication, I thought you were in that category. Luckily for both of us, you weren't in that category.
0: Right. right but right. when you
1: do that, you're essentially, it's almost worse than spam because you're asking for my trust, and then you immediately violate it. And so I have this little thing worked out that um, for some technical founders and some people outside the United States, I want to give them effective feedback without coming off like um, a bonehead, right? So I say, you're doing it wrong, right? (laughs) Right. What you should have done is you should have spent a minute looking at my um, profile. You should have uh, sent something in the uh, original email that referenced that. And then right. we would have had a great conversation and I would have been able to um, like help you. And in that situation, I, I'm trying to do a little bit of a public service of explaining the best way to do professional outreach. In
0: that and, and you did a great job because you said it sounded disingenuine and... That is the last thing that I want to sound like. So I immediately jumped on responding to you, and uh, we had some great back and forth conversations, and uh, right. we we got no, on. No, a no, phone it's better call. than that.
1: You're <laughs> the star of the story because you're like I'm so sorry, and I'm saying all right, it's no big deal. Uh, and then you offered, how can I make it up to you? And I right. said all right, I'll, let's get on the phone for 15 minutes and talk it out, which you did. It's impossible right. to get on my calendar. You're on my calendar <laughs> the next day. And then I realized you're a HubSpot advocate, which I appreciate. I realized you get inbound, which, Lisa, don't you think everybody in the world should understand what inbound is in 2020?
0: Okay, why don't we we explain it to them?
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, inbound um, started by HubSpot in 2007 has morphed a little bit. As the first salesperson for HubSpot, I um, everybody in 2007 would ask me two questions. They go, "What is inbound?" And then does it work? And uh, inbound is uh, you help before you sell, number one. Number two, you treat people like human beings. Number three, right? Because you never would, if we were at a party, you'd never come up and say the same thing to my beautiful wife that you would say to uh, me, right? That's just dopey. No one would ever do that. But that's (laughs) what people do when they spam. Right. Right. Number three, you provide value first, Right before you ask permission to do anything right so when i do my outreach if i was reaching out to you i'd be like uh lisa Uh, i came across your profile because you are a um an agency digital marketing agency in texas and so i ran this website grid and want to offer you this free uh persona tool to help you scale your agency if you're interested in evaluating hubspot just let me know and you see what i just did there i gave you something of value, right? The first time we met and said, it's up to you if you want to further the conversation. And um, that plus a uh, underlying foundation of studying the data. Right. Right. And uh, making sure that um, uh, you are providing the right information to the right person at the right time is the underlying like foundation of of the inbound uh, organization or the inbound revolution. And I find lots of people like you, you got a big heart. You want to help people, right? Right. Of course. That's why you started this podcast. You're like, these people are shoveling snow or, well, maybe they're not shoveling <laughs> snow in Texas, but they're like running- Not in st- Texas. <laughs> right. They want to do something that uh, can accelerate their thought process or what they're learning, right? Therefore, um, the ability for you to add value, sure. right? In a way in which they learn something, right? Uh, that raises your visibility. They hear the guests that you bring on. They're like, this lady's smart. If she can generate business for herself, then uh, I bet you she can generate business for us, right? Oh, and that's the way it works, right. in 20, especially in a global pandemic, right? I don't know. Have you seen all of the statistics about what's happened here in the United States in the last nine months?
0: Um, well, I mean, I read a lot of the statistics, but do you have actual figures you want to oh, share? Yeah? Okay, uh, go so to
1: COVID nineteen HubSpot data,
0: okay. and you'll
1: see uh, the HubSpot marketing department has defined right the um, transitions to what we call the new normal uh, over the last nine months, and it's broken down by industry, it's broken down by geography worldwide, it's broken down by size of company. And it's no surprise that everything has gone online, right? It used to be at the beginning of 2020, there was a mix. People say, I'm still doing the live trade shows. I'm still doing it. No mix in 2020 because we're all sheltered at home, right? Right. And so uh, online has soared. And it turns out there's two ways to do online. You can either rent it, that is buy Facebook ads and Google ads and things like that, or Mm -hmm. you can own The helping process to find a niche and go in and uh, add value to people, right? There are tons of people in the upspot ecosystem. We teach them to help everybody, right? And then be as um, specific as they can for the niche where they provide the most value, right? The riches are in the niches.
0: Have you ever heard me say that? I've heard a lot of people say that, but I've never heard you say
1: that. (laughs) Not even the first millionth person. Or if you're in Europe, if you want to go to the beaches, you have to work the niches, right? Because that's how they (laughs) pronounce it over in the UK. Anyway, um, it used to be in the old days, it's like 2018, you could be like a generalist, right? And it was perfectly okay. In 2021, right? Mm -hmm. You have to find your ideal customer profile and your personas. An ideal customer profile, Uh, profile is hard for entrepreneurs, but I want all your listeners to understand if you are a generalist in 2020, you want to find out where you provide the most value. You want to find the type or vertical market. You want to find the size of company. You want to find the, uh, whether they're um, like uh, the growth rate. You want to find the number of employees, all these critical aspects. And it's not like all of your businesses come from there but you wanna understand where you do your best work. And then I want most companies to find between 100 and 200 prospects in that niche, right? And then you're always opportunistic. If somebody comes to your agencies and can says, can you help me with this? You're gonna evaluate it based on its merits. But when you're doing your outreach, I want you to be very specific because it's actually quicker and easier to spend more time to define your ideal customer profile and your personas. Do you know personas? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. There's Your a great tool. Customer.
1: Yes. Yeah, a great tool that HubSpot has called Make My Persona. It's a free tool. You go on there and then you create a persona. A persona is a fictional uh, like uh, avatar of the sure. person you're to. And you got to decide: are they high school educated, college educated, male or female, right? Uh, boomer or Gen Z right? Business owner or a particular um, discipline, right? And the more work you do, every uh, business that I've talked to in the last 10 years has at least three personas, right? One may be a decision-making persona, one may be an influential persona, but they're all very, very important. And part of the inbound revolution is to help, but understanding who you're helping the most, And then naturally gravitate towards people who have the same uh, morals, ethics, use the same vocabulary. And it's easier to get, say, five customers in one specific niche than it would be um, being just a broad generalist. Because when I call people and say, oh, no, 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 I work with uh, agencies, digital agencies in Texas that right. are uh, trying to scale and are looking to get uh, three to five new retainers. Does that sound like you, Lisa?
0: <laughs> yes, it does.
1: <laughs> like In your brain, you're like, how do you know all that? <laughs> you're like, that's weird. Dan, how do you know about And I, uh, all I did is looked at your LinkedIn, saw that you started an agency. Then we had that little back and forth. And you're like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want right. to learn how to scale my agency. And in fact, that's part of the HubSpot process is teaching people how to grow. How to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And um like you said, you're not going to talk to a Gen Zer like you talk to a baby boomer. Your your language is going to be different, where you hang out is going to be different. Your message is going to be different. Everything's going to be different. So you need to make sure you know who your audience is.
1: So smart. When I go in and talk to people who are 45 or above, I'm like, what's your competitive advantage? And they'll answer When I go to a Gen Z, I'm like, okay, what's your special sauce? <laughs> and then it's the exact right. same thing. You say that to somebody who's six years old and he's going to look at you like, who are you? Right. Yeah. And it's just, uh, the dynamics of in the old days, this is an interesting statistic. Oh, by the way, have your uh, listeners Google, Uh, HubSpot Marketing Statistics 2020. Okay. Right, all the smart things I say, I didn't invent, right? I got from the HubSpot uh, PhDs who do the marketing research and they put it together in this one uh, category called uh, uh, Marketing Statistics 2020 and it is a treasure trove. Oh my goodness, on video, on content, on social media, on engagement, right? And uh, all of the studies say, that the folks that are focused on a more specific kind of um, outreach are going to scale more quickly. In 2014, the average company had six competitors. What do you think it is in 2020? How many uh, competitors do you think the average company has?
0: I'm going to guess like 15. Okay,
1: 44. Oh, my gosh. 44! And that was 2019 data. I bet you in 2021, it's 60. Right, because, all right, I'm going to sound like an old guy here, Lisa. Don't make (laughs) money. When I started my second company, I raised $400,000 in uh, venture capital. Uh And uh, 250000 of it went to Dell to buy servers and Microsoft so I could provide email to my employees. A quarter of a million dollars. uh, This was 1993. When you started a company, it was a big thing. No one started a company, right? It's like it was hard expensive and everybody like everybody's like why are you starting a company isn't that risky then it was right and just getting the infrastructure for a company just i started in massachusetts just filing for all those stuff it it was expensive and costly today right uh my buddy matt with one t he spells his first name with one t which is a little bit weird but that's the way he does it (laughs) he just Uh started a company in arizona I'm like, Matt, how much did it cost you to start your company? He's going, $50. The state of Arizona rips you off. I know. <laughs> how much did it cost you to start your company, Lisa? Um,
0: my filings and all that stuff for the corporation, about $350. Exactly. And I needed a smartphone, and I needed a computer, and right. uh, a microphone. And guess yeah. what?
1: You're one of those sixty. Right? You're right. out there and you're generating business, right? And right. so today, it's not starting the company. It's the disti- d- distinguishing factor. It's scaling the company right oh, yeah. now. And so uh, the inbound revolution is all about better scale, right? It's all about how do I get more good fit customers, right? And uh, the HubSpot philosophy on that is to use a flywheel. Have you ever heard of a flywheel?
0: I have, and I actually have a client that is a business coach and he talks about flywheel all the time.
1: All right. So most like people in the United States, they know flywheels from uh, two ways. Either they're potters, right? The famous movie ghost Patrick Swayze. Yeah. right, Who's dead yes. now. Unfortunately, actually he's dead so. in that movie, <laughs> <laughs> which we probably shouldn't be laughing
0: about. I mean, should not be laughing. That I case. know,
1: I know. Demi Moore, she's got short hair Demi Moore and she's right. like around a potter's wheel and he's like, She's pumping on the potter's wheel and she's putting her hands there. And that's what a flywheel yeah. does. It has force, it has friction, right? Or if you're a car lady, are you a car lady? Oh, no, I'm not a car lady. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I don't even own a car. I've got to ask my beautiful wife, Amy, if I can borrow the car. She's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store. She's like, when are you going to be back? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to the it's grocery my store. my car. Let exactly. Me have that's have it. Exactly. Oh, my yeah. God, it's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. She goes, get your own car if you don't want to ask me for the car. Anyway, I'm not really a car guy, but the flywheel drives the pistons in an internal mm-hmm. co- combustion engine, makes the thing grow. The HubSpot flywheel is this is a part of the inbound revolution. puts your customers at the center of getting more customers. Right, and this is yes. a huge change in 2020 moving into 2021 you got to get your flywheel going you can uh, there are lots of free resources if you google hubspot flywheel or talk to my friend lisa right <laughs> lisa will show you how to get your flywheel going but a couple of um like uh, foundations of the hubspot flywheel number one you have to have good customers right and they've got to be willing to say i've got good customers i always ask entrepreneurs do you have good customers and they have one answer they go yes i'm like yes. how do you know and they're like they i talk to them all tell the time me. Go, yes they tell me. how many <laughs> of you talked to and they like three i talked to three customers i'm like yeah you talk to all the happy customers right <laughs> have you ever done an nps and lisa do you know nps no i don't what is an nps that stands for net promoter score okay and nps right is uh two questions and it is on a scale of one to ten how uh, radar service and on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend to somebody else? And the calculation is they take the nines and tens, they scrape out, uh, those are the promoters. They scrape out, I think it's the uh, six, seven and eights. Those are Mm -hmm. the middle of the road and they subtract the ones through five. Those are detractors and you get a score. You get a score on a scale of one to 100 uh, of what your NPS is. For the program that I teach at the HubSpot, my NPS is 98, right? Wow, Which is off the charts. think awesome. I know. Uh,
0: yes.
1: So when everybody says, is your program any good? I'm like, according to the people who've taken it, it's pretty it's darn good. pretty good.
0: good. And yeah. they're like, how do
1: you know? And I'm like, I ask that question all the time. So I actually <laughs> have a scientific answer to it because part of the inbound revolution is you look at all the data. You've got to study all the data. So your flywheel puts your customers... At the center. So I tell everybody moving into 2021, I just did uh, three presentations in India, right? Indian entrepreneurs in Bangalore, Chennai, and uh, New Delhi. And it was amazing. And they're like, okay, Tyre, give us your secrets. I'm like, how about the science? I'm going to give you the science. And that is you get three customers. You have them do a video testimonial. You put it on your website. And they're like, Ooh, why? I'm like, number one, right? We used to use references, customer references at the end mm-hmm. of the process. Now we use them at the beginning. And they're like, that's interesting. Why? And I'm like, because your good customers will say things to future customers that you would never say, right? Mm-hmm. I have like references that will pound the table and say, if you don't use SubSpot, you're Stupid. I'd never say that to a customer, right? And they're like, no, no, no. You don't understand. It. Easy to use, UI that looks great, incredible support, great partner program, great. And they'll say it in a way that has so much more credibility than I am as an executive of HubSpot. It's amazing. Of course. Of course. And yeah. if you put that in the forefront in the beginning of the sales process, now you let your customers get uh, you more customers. The other thing I tell people is you've got to call your customers twice a year. This is interesting in Gen Z. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you pick up the phone and call. <laughs> and like, no texting. That's what they say. That's exactly right. They're like, like on the phone? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, what do I say? And I say, first of all, you say, this is Dan from HubSpot. And then you pause. And they'll say, yes. And then you'll say, like, you're a customer of our organization. And you've been a customer for the last three years, Right. I'm either the CEO or I'm the vice president of sales or I'm an executive of this organization. I wanted to thank you for your business. And Lisa, has anybody ever called you and thanked you for your business?
0: Um, Not called me. I've gotten emails, but not called me.
1: No. So when somebody calls you and say, Lisa, you are a very good customer. I appreciate your business. Thank you very much. I am at your service. If you ever have like a curveball or you're not happy with my ser- our service, I want you to text me directly. Right? A text or an email, anybody could do that. That's not right. uh, human. Right. That's the way we did it in the old days, well, 2018. And it's
0: automated too. You can automate that yeah. stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. deal. You put me in a sequence,
1: right? I hope right. that didn't bend you out of shape. What I want is I want Lisa Williams to call me up and uh, with that great voice tone of yours, say, hey, I want to let you know that you're a customer. Thank you very much for your business. Here's my cell phone. Do you ever need anything? Like, don't get ticked off. Just text me, right? Right. And I'll be on it within 48 hours, guaranteed, right? And when you do that, all of a sudden people say, that's awful nice. And you're like, I want to make sure we're the best partner we can be. I appreciate your business. By the way, I'm just trying to cement that relationship because there's 39 other people who are trying to get that business. Right, and if he's got my cell phone on his cell phone, right, he's not going anyplace else. If right. something goes wrong, he's going to text me He goes, "Tire, remember me?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." I called you in. Oh, it looks according to my iPhone, I called you in August. He's like, "Yes," and guess what? Right, you dropped the ball. I'm like, "Okay, thanks for letting me know." Boom, let's fix it. No, you can fix right? it. That's yeah. how. That's how we use the flywheel, and then. After I've called somebody a couple of times, or sometimes on the first call, i am going, all right, Lisa, can I ask you another question? Do you know anybody that's not a direct competitor who might be a good fit for our services? And uh, the person will typically noodle a little bit, and they'll go, uh, not off the top of my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you an email. If you think of anybody. Like at Christmas dinner, if your like, mother-in-law is trying to start a new uh, like company or your brother-in-law is starting to sell hats or has a hunting program, uh, just send them this email. And I'll do all of the rest, and I'm happy to follow up because uh, we want to be intentional about having your customers get new customers, right? And that is the quickest, the easiest way to get word-of-mouth leads, right? And do you like right. word-of-mouth leads?
0: Of course, because Why? you don't have to put any effort into getting those leads. You're not spending advertising dollars. You're not spending time on content. You're not spending time online. They're coming to you.
1: Boom! You are one smart cookie. That's exactly right. Number one, right? Um, you don't have to create the lead. you got instant visibility. Number two, right. they're less price sensitive, right? If somebody tells me, go just talk with Lisa, right? She's the best. I'm going to leverage that reputation and credibility. I'm just saying, Lisa, just do what Rachel told. I want the program that she has that makes her so happy. Sure. Uh, sure. Number three exactly what you do. Your SG&A costs are up. No. So the more of those organic flywheel leads that you can get, I always ask uh, entrepreneurs, all right, do you like word of mouth leads? And what do they always say? Yeah, they say <laughs> yes. that just like that. <laughs> they don't even let me finish my sentence. They're like, right. yes. yes. I go, how many do you get today? And if I asked you that question, what would you say?
0: Um, I've gotten
1: two. Okay, that's good. So yeah. most people don't know. They're like, it doesn't really work like that, Tire. It's like sometimes you get two and sometimes you get, like, I go. how many do you get per month? Right? Because if they can't measure it, they have a, a problem because you have to be able mm-hmm. to measure everything that goes on your website. And then I ask, how many do you want? And what do they always say? every one of their customers to be a Maybe. word-of-mouth lead exactly you're like yeah. I want them all I want a million even right. uh, I, you know, like scale up companies right they right. go I want them all I want them, I want I them go, all. all <laughs> right tell me how many you want and then I'm like what's your strategy and they're like that's not it. we don't you have exact. exactly yeah. I'm like you need a flywheel that's my tagline you need a flywheel and they're like ooh, what's a flywheel And then I do the line about have you seen the movie ghost or are you a car person Uh And then I explain, right, because it makes perfect sense. And we're attuned in the 21st century, right? We want to move quickly. We want to have the right focus. And if you're working with uh, agencies in Texas, Mm
0: -hmm. then you
1: know the Texas vocabulary. You know when you guys close up for Christmas. You know all of the right ways to approach it. And then you can grow more quickly. It seems counterintuitive because you're reducing your potential but you're being smarter about who you're going after in the beginning so that you can get a better um, deal.
0: So, you, you know, you mentioned the word focus. So how, as a business, do you stand out in the crowd? How do you, and I know you've talked about that a lot. You have to be intentional. You have to engage. You have to be genuine. You know, I, I, I get all of that. But how do you really, how else do you stand out? You know, how do you create the messages that, that stand out?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm a big believer in using uh, digital agencies to help you hone the message, right? Uh, It's not about you. A lot of marketing companies say, I'm in marketing and like everybody yawns, right? The last thing anybody needs is a marketing agency because it doesn't really define value for the customer, right? Marketing is a service you provide. What I recommend is that you call yourself a growth agency. Right? Because what every entrepreneur ever in the history of entrepreneurship wanted was growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And when I say, no, 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 we're a growth agency, right? People say, Ooh, I've never heard that before. Right. When you say you're a marketing agency, they want to spit in the corner. They're like, okay, you and 14 other thousand right. people in tech But when you say you're a growth agency, they're like, Ooh, Ooh what's that? I'm like, what that well, mean? we help you exactly. We help you grow. They're like, how do we do that? And I'm like, well, it takes a little bit of time, but uh, let me explain it to you in a discovery call. I want to know what you're doing today. I want to know what's working and what isn't. And there's a series of questions that we can teach you about how to do it. The way you stand out is number one, you pick your niche. Number two, you define those personas. Number three, you help everybody in those uh, in that niche, right? So uh, the freemium process is exactly what you why you love HubSpot. You're like, when we first met, you're like, no, 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 Tan, I've been an advocate for so <laughs> long. I used all your free – you were almost apologetic, Lisa. Right, I know. And I'm like, no, no, wait, no wait, Lisa, wait. that's – I'm like, that's perfectly okay. That's what they're there for, right? right? And as a small business, HubSpot's tagline is to help millions of small businesses grow better. All of our software starts at free. Our academy is free. All of our resources are free. All of which Lisa has the links
0: to, so. Um, yep, I will put everything in the show notes. Yep. Yeah, and and uh, then
1: just call Lisa because she'll help you work through, and she'll tell you, no, you're a good fit for me, and this is why, or she'll say, no, you're not quite a good fit for me because this is why, which is what you want from um, an inbound organization in 2020. Of
0: course. And then
1: uh, you'll uh, you'll you have to have a freemium offering for everything. So everybody in your niche, I want to help right? So that could be a checklist. I'm a big checklist kind of guy. I don't know if it's my personality or what, but I like to offer a check. The biggest mistake I see on people's website is I go to their website, there's nothing free that shows me uh, their expertise. And if you have the 2021 checklist, to reduce costs by 10%, the 2021 checklist to make sure your digital marketing is in place, the uh, free guide to improving your mascot, I don't really care what it is. I just want <laughs> something for free. We call it a top of the funnel offer on your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want a blog, right? Which will help you in SEO, but it's also uh, very important. So that um, you're offering your thoughts and ideas and opinions to anybody who wants. And some people, right? Especially experienced entrepreneurs be like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, no, I don't want to give away my special sauce. I'm like, Okay. I got that, but you still got to help everybody. And that mm-hmm. top of the funnel, the way you differentiate is um, you give, uh, give, 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 give. And once I do that, something like happened this week, right? You became a HubSpot provider this week, which is
0: I awesome. did. I know.
1: I did. That's why I'm on this podcast, right? I you moved know. as quickly as I did and very, very good, right? What that is, is payback right? Now you pay a little bit of money. Now we're going to help you scale your business. Now you're going to help tons of other people in Texas and in uh, the United States scale theirs. right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, no, I, I I love that um, that concept. I That happened to me also. I had a, a coach reach out to me and offer me some complimentary coaching and mentorship. And then guess what? I ended up hiring them later on because- okay when I was, you know, when I was able to, to afford it, then I, and I needed it, you know, they provided this free service for me for, you know, a couple of times. And then I, I went and hired them just because I had that experience with them. So yeah, Yeah. it's, you could do a a free trial, you could do
1: a, uh, uh, a starter product. Uh, HubSpot has a, uh, guide to freemium. It gives you all of these different things, checklist, blog, all these things. I don't like to give away stuff that has a hard value. Like I don't want to give you a uh, garage door or like a Christmas or you know, some people do. Right. right? Uh, although, and you could quickly calculate whether it's worthwhile or not. What I want to do is give you something of value to you, right? That is net neutral. That's uh, scalable, right? Mm-hmm. Which usually has a little bit better uh, like, um, sg costs or, um, result on my, uh, income statement or balance sheet, but sure. it's kind of up to you, right? We urge all entrepreneurs in 2021, you've got to lean into the inbound organization. By the way, it's a plug for my book, right? Okay. Uh, Call the inbound <laughs> organization. You get it in Amazon. If you go to inboundorganization.com, you'll see all kinds of free stuff. You can take a free, uh, assessment, right? Well, you can download the M spot right? There's 24 episodes of podcasts that Todd and I did, right? And it's all designed to teach people because we wrote the book in 2018. It was interesting. Sold thousands of copies. It was super fun. And then the global pandemic hit and all of the dynamics we talked about early and people like, okay, Ty, remember we talked in 2018, but now we need to be an inbound organization. So the right. website supports the recent changes that all organizations need to be.
0: And you're sitting there going, I told you you needed to do this. That's I told you two years ago. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I'm, I'm going to, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, you say be intentional for what you want to do. And, you know, like how how do you be, in, how are you intentional? How are you, Dan Tyre, intentional?
1: All right. So uh, I'm a pretty driven guy. And having been a goal setter for the last, I don't know, four years, right? Uh, I write down my goals every single year. Right. And uh, I've enjoyed incredible success in personal relationships, financially, business success. Um, and part of that is because um, I define what I'm going to do and by definition, what I'm not going to do. Right. Ooh, I, I love that.
0: I, I love that. I know. But
1: it took not me. There,
0: do.
1: I uh, saying no is very, very important. Part of being intentional in my public speaking, I think uh, I was just telling somebody this so far this year. I've done 84 public presentations. Turns out the little Zoom dance Tire is almost as fun as the live show. Not exactly, <laughs> right? But it's the
0: energy you were talking
1: about. I yeah. asked Lisa, do you want the college professor, multi-syllable no. kind of? She's like, no. 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 we've got people to have the energy.
0: Anxiety.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And most people do, right? And so I'm happy to bring it. It's the way I, <laughs> like, I don't drink in the United States. I just vibrate at a different level. 5.30 in the morning, right? This is the way I sound. It's incredibly annoying to my daughter. She's like, dad, not today, right? Right. My wife, like she's had it. Nine months of this, (laughs) you made me move to a tent in the backyard. It's insane.
0: (laughs) She's like, you need to go back on
1: tour. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. That's 2022, right? Like 2022. Anyway, uh, it's super fun, like um, to do these kind of things, right? To um, define what you want to do. Right. In advance. Right. I have a speech called how to make 2020 your best year ever, which Mm -hmm. was great for like January and February, but (laughs) it became incrementally harder in March. Right. But (laughs) it's still the same thing. I, I tell everybody, okay, write down. Oh, in the public presentations, I ask people, how many people have goals? Everybody raised their hand. I go, how many people goals are written down? Right, half I, I know, but that's because you're a mighty girl, right? Half the people, <laughs> their hands, while they're not written down. I go, those aren't goals, those are dreams. Right, right. Right? You think they're not written down, you're gonna change your mind. You gotta write them down. It's incredibly annoying to my family members because I tell them, you gotta write it down. They're like, why? I'm like, because if you really are serious about doing it, right? I have to be able to understand what you want to do. The way we solve goals in 2020, you start with the goals and work backwards. If you don't know what I did a lot of work in uh, Houston, uh-huh. right? I used to fly to Dallas once a month. I used to fly to Houston. You ever been to Houston?
0: Many, many times, okay. unfortunately. Dallas and Houston are much different. In much
1: different. Houston, <laughs> yeah, this was in 2004. People used to show up in meetings with Stetson hats on, mm-hmm. right? Which, and their cowboy boots. Cowboy boots and belt buckles the size belt of a hook. Cap. Yeah, I know, funny. I know. Exactly, <laughs> I know, I know, it's insane, yeah. right? And these guys would talk with a little bit of a Southern drawl. And first of all, (laughs) I just freaked them out because when I use the big energy, they're like, Hmm. you're an excitable boy. And then then I will never forget this one guy said, Dan, I think what I'm hearing is if you don't know what you're gonna hunt, you're better off not leaving the porch. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm stealing that.
0: He's like, what?
1: Like that's brilliant. <laughs> and if you can't define what you want, how are you going to get it? How are you going to manage to it? How are you going to see if you're making progress? So right. I'm a little bit of a pain in the ass that way, but I make you write stuff down. You write it down, and then after you've done it for like ten years, you're you get your Goldilocks goals. You know when they're too hard and not hard enough. If anybody wants my goals, send me an email, detiredhubspot.com. They're publicly available. I'm going to put on my website this year, and you'll see it, it after each one. I know, I know. I it says it. done. Done, yes. done. 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 Yes. Done. 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 Right? And people are like, how did you do all that stuff? I got. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I knew <laughs> where I had to put the right stuff, and then I executed on it. Right? Does that seem hard? They're like, kind of. I'm like, well, you got to start. You got to figure out what you want to do. And there's like financial goals, and there's education goals, business goals, speaking goals, book goals, spiritual goals, relationship goals, anything that's important Everything. in your life. Everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And let's no, go. I love it. And, and that intentionality changes everything. Now, uh, once I do my goals, I exchange them with my beautiful wife, right? She writes hers out. We say, okay, this is what we're going to do together. This is how we're going to do things on our own. And it helps us grow as people, grow as a couple, help spread the word. And uh, I feel like teaching people how to be intentional about what they want to do. By the way, I stole that from my wife. You should have my wife on the podcast because the beautiful Amy Tyre is spiritual. She's smart. She's a yoga instructor. Oh my gosh! Can we get her on seriously? Yeah, uh, I'll send you an email. Uh, <laughs> okay. She's amazing, right? She does podcasts all the time. Uh, and, I love it. Uh, she's like when she does her yoga presentation. She goes set an intention for the class. Are you a yoga person, Lisa? That was It's.
0: I'm not a yoga person. I I work out consistently daily, but I don't do yoga. And right. it's, it's that's not fun. a good thing. I need All to do it. Right. I need I'll yoga in my life. That. Okay, we <laughs> can take care of that.
1: But when she's in her class, she goes, set an intention for the next 15 minutes. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I'm stealing that. And she's like, don't steal my content. I'm like, no, 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 no that's too good. <laughs> that's too right? good. Be yeah. intentional for your life, like 99% of people just float around right? They don't have a direction. And uh, setting your goals has a North Star. There's a great book called Succeed, How to Accomplish Your Goal by uh, Heidi Grant. Yes, I, Heidi Grant. I, I'm listening to that. it
0: right now. Unbelievable, isn't it?
1: Yes. Oh, that's right. You filled out the mentorship program. Right now. I, I know. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing. And
1: um, she tells you the difference, right? The bottom line is that people set goals and write them down. Mm-hmm. Happier, healthier, better relationships work harder, right? It's just all of these incredible attributes because you're saying, this is what I want to do and it's easier to work towards.
0: Right. No, I love it. I am a big believer in writing down your goals and behind me, which I know people can't see on the podcast, I have a closet and inside that closet door is my belief board and all of my goals. So I'm a huge believer in writing those down.
1: In our final minutes, let's do that. So first of all, Lisa Williams, okay. thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. You're a mighty girl, right? You Aww, made a mistake so and you recovered <laughs> so quickly that within a week, right? Uh-huh. I'm happy on my to be podcast. a user.
0: Oh, Dan, tired. It's You're amazing. I love your energy. Love it. I can't wait to have your wife on. Thank you so much for your time. This has You're been cool. awesome. Thank you very much. How fun was that? What an amazing interview. Who does not love Dan Tyre? I will link everything he talked about in the show notes. And I appreciate you listening. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to drop a review and share this podcast with your family and friends. You could also go to my website to learn more about itssimplydigital.com and have a blessed day.